Hi everyone, welcome back. TBD Research Ramble. We are moving right along. It's really hard to believe how we are already into our client project. And as you recognize, once you look at the client interview data, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And so the way that we make those decisions and communicate those decisions to our client is deliverable one. We are responding to the client's request for proposal, the RFP. You guys, that's a lot. It sounds like a pretty big lift, but let's try to simplify it. Let's really try to take a few tips and tricks to really make everyone feel like your vision and values are represented in submitting a client-ready RFP. And you know who is going to give us those tips and tricks? Let's welcome back Mark, my teaching assistant. He's going to share with you some ideas around how to take on this RFP and be client ready so that you know you are submitting your best high quality work. So what we're going to do is welcome Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. It's, it's, oh, there's a lot going on. You and I both know it, but we can get this. <laughs> So here's the thing, when you first visited us on TBD Research Ramble, we were thinking through what your big moonshots were. How do you sort of break down some invisible rules and you know think by design? So your first interaction with that really was the first deliverable. Can you tell us about that experience just in general? Take us back to that. Um, so when my team first did it, we were set out, we got the same RFP slide that you guys have now, so we had to create the same things. And my team was too focused on the business issue question first before doing the research objectives, which made us really kind of lose sight of what we were doing in a sense, because you build your business issue question off the research objectives. And then you get those research object objectives from the Qualtrics information. So you use all those Qualtrics answers and surveys. You got to read through them all. Make sure you get all the key terms and words from every, every question that was asked. And then once you keep on seeing those key terms and keywords pop up and pop up, you see that's your saturation and that's where you get your research objectives from. So then you have all these research objectives and then you can get your business issue question. So my team tried to do it backwards when we were really supposed to do it from like the back start with Qualtrics, then go to research objectives, and then go to the business issue question. Okay, that's so key. I hope everybody will pause the recording and rewind and re-listen to what Mark said. So let's take it back to, you want to establish a business issue question, which is seen very clearly as slide three in your RFP template. And then you need these research objectives, which is slide four. We can't get to any of that without the Qualtrics qualitative interview data that we are eyeballing and ultimately creating these topics and tags for. So here's the big tip, it sounds like. Mark, we actually need to work backwards. Yeah, and essentially kind of need to work backwards. You start with the Qualtrics and then you go to the research objective and then you finally get your business issue question, which you think is the main idea anyway. So you kind of have to work into the main issue. 
which is where fall tricks and research objectives really come in hand. And I think that that's perfect. And I think the idea too is we are all so used to thinking in a very linear, straightforward, sequential step one, step two, step three. And that's the challenge here is that we're also getting used to this think by design approach. And so what everyone should recognize is that if you start from the bottom up, instead of going top down, so to speak, you ultimately will get at what Mark has just described as the main topic, the main issue that centers your whole project. So Mark, that's really important. Uh, thank you for that. Now, I love that you also talked about this concept of saturation. That's a big one. <laughs> that is actually super important. I think one of the biggest questions I get during this phase of the project work to develop the first deliverable is, and it makes sense that people would ask this, but why do we have to read all of this qualitative data if it sort of says the same thing? So when we look at Qualtrics and we try to eyeball the quotes that everyone has collected, and we tag it, we create those topics in Qualtrics, we want to get to this point of saturation where there's a clear pattern of which topics are the most frequently mentioned in the qualitative data. Mark, how hard was it or how challenging was it for your group to sift through all of that? It's a lot of repetition. What? Any tips on that? Um, it, like Stacey just said, it's a lot of repetition just sitting there going through it, making sure you see each word that you want to get or each concept that you want to get. And it's a lot of trusting your teammates to do the work that they have to do also, because you know deep down inside that you can probably do the work, but then you also have to rely on your team to do their end of the work because they're also working on your other research objective while you're working on your own research objective. And those all come in together to make the main issue. So while you think like, oh, I don't, I shouldn't read through all these like answers and responses, it really does help. It makes it easier in the end if you have read all these answers and responses because then you get the saturation and you're not just guessing at the end. Because if you don't have the saturation, then you're not sure if your business issue question really mattered or not. But with the saturation, then you know it was actually a good business issue question. Mark, that was brilliant. That was so brilliant. I And I hope everyone that hears that, again, pause, rewind, Listen to what Mark said. This is key. I think one of the main heartbreaks that I could experience, and you might too, I've, I've been there and I don't want you to be there. There is nothing more gut-wrenching than when we get to the end of the semester and student teams, groups just like you, start to ask, did we ultimately have the right business issue identified? There is nothing worse than when you feel like your business issue question didn't matter. And so what Mark is saying, if you can take the time to trust your team and look for those saturated patterns, you know that your business issue question is not just a guess. It just didn't come from anywhere. It actually is evidence-based from qualitative, empathetic interview data. And that's where we can really, really stick the landing on implementing our vision and our values and being client ready. Mark, that was Oh, that makes me want to get into Qualtrics and start looking at some some data to saturate. So, any other any other tips, Mark, as we close out? Any other tips? It may seem confusing, and you may seem confused, but I promise you're going in the right direction as long as you're actually doing this work. I I guarantee it. I was in the same boat. 
I didn't think I was doing anything right, but we kept on doing the saturation, just kept on working hard at it. And then my team ended up doing pretty good in the end. So just keep on doing it. You can do it. Awesome. Oh, Mark, that's great. And this, I, yes, that is, I just want to, I want to kind of get into it. Let's do this. So everyone, Mark, of course, is available as well to help. So um, if you need anything from Mark, he is, of course, in our team's channel. So you can always reach Mark and he'll be popping into classes as well. But Mark, thanks for joining. These TBD research rainbows are so much more fun when we chat with our friends. So thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yay!